Is this song called Himalayas? And of course, like, they always have to start everything over for whatever reason. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Chief Key for president. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, if, he can't be he can't be elected because he's a felon. But no, we should bend the rules. If you <laughs> can you name a better candidate for president than Chief Key? No, I can't. Can you imagine like him making decisions like in the White House? Yes, I can. <laughs> like, and no one would understand what he was saying. <laughs> that was wild, miles that good? No, no good that one. <laughs> he, he just, he just, he just like take a big hit off a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> and then stare at whoever's talking he, to he him. He would use the Constitution to light a, like to make a big blunt. Oh my God, would he ever? But uh, well, Chief Keith already wins because he had a music video for his song um, "Don't Like," and he got Fifty Cent and Wiz Khalifa to be in it, and yeah. he didn't show up. Right. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did, but he but didn't. He didn't. He didn't care, apparently. No, that's the best. And then sometimes he takes on a Jamaican accent in songs. Yeah, it doesn't make any Just sense. Just sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. It's, uh, welcome to Big Snackers, episode he heard, six. He heard someone else do that and was like, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> You're Bob Marley. He was like, well, <laughs> all right. Uh, welcome to Big Snackers, six, episode 60-something. Four. Today we're going a little bit out of order. We have a guest calling in like a minute or two. Um, Ryan Seaman from Fallen in Reverse, which has been apparently very controversial um, because Fallen in Reverse is controversial, but Ryan's awesome. So I'm stoked to talk to him and you can hear from him. And then Justin and I will get to all the other many things we're going to talk about in questions because Ryan's a big rock star. So he only has like 20 or 30 minutes and then he has to go catch a train. Well, at least you didn't have to go through his publicist. That's true, which actually, we've had to go through some publicists on this show, and if we told you who, which I'm not going to because I'd be an asshole, like, for the notoriety of some of the people we've had on this show and how popular they are compared to some of the other ones, you'd be surprised some of the people we had to go through their publicists, and it's none of the people you would think. If you went through and picked out all the most famous people we've had on this show, none of them made us go through publicists. I just texted them. Yeah. And then we've had a few people that, I mean, I'm not like being shitty but it's just weird like they were like well you have to talk to my publicist and i'm just like really what like, like what's what the point this? like you're talking to me right now yeah you like we're texting like, each other no. right this second you can't figure you out could your just say schedule. sure yeah you, i'll call you in an hour at this uh skype number but welcome to big snackers we got a lot to talk about today in a short amount of time um from toy trains to patrick t stinnett to uh split it sideways who i have a story for you about and for who, everyone listening who josh yeah <laughs> I got a good story. What, a recent one? Or oh, just... yeah, as of today. Oh, okay. I've got a good story. I and, know uh, he moved somewhere, but I don't know. Is he back here now? No, he's in Columbus. Okay. Um, He's in Columbus. But uh, I'll start, and this might get interrupted by a phone call, but uh, our friend Josh was uh, in our very first band with Justin Knight. Well, our first band that ever played a show, Yeah. which we've talked about here, called Verbal Dynamite, mm-hmm. which was a rap group. And Josh, um, Josh is an interesting guy. He calls himself Split It Sideways. I don't know what it means. I don't know either. He Never also invented a sexual move called the Trilo. Which he still doesn't explain. What I don't know means. what that is either. No. Much like I don't know what Split It Sideways means. No. It's also the same guy that we talked about 
um, there was a girl in the hood of a car hanging out with us in this parking lot, and he said, you ever been fucked by a juggalo killer? <laughs> so um, Josh calls me two nights ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, Ryan. And I was like, yeah, it was like 1 a.m. I was on my way home. <laughs> oh, there we go. Story interrupted. Hello. Hello. Hey, Ryan. What's up? This is Ryan. This is Ryan. And Justin. And Justin, man. How are you? I'm good. I didn't hear Justin, but I I I think he said hi. I didn't know. I actually didn't. I refuse to acknowledge your existence. (laughs) 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 I was just being funny. But, uh, um, what's up? Yeah, so what's up, guys? Am, uh, I, am I live? Am I, am I on the, there? I mean, you're on. What's going on? You're live to a degree. It'll be up about an hour after we're done finishing it. So okay, there's a tape cool. delay. You're, you're, there's a tape delay in case you curse. Oh, rip! Oh, I can't swear. No, I'm kidding. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, I, I don't fucking know. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've only done a handful of these, you know. Oh, that's but. true. Um, man, there's so many things we can talk about. Um. I've learned a few so things. Um, before we get into some stories and some questions, there's something that I've learned that people don't seem to realize about you. What is that? Is that you're not Ronnie Raggy. Because on Twitter and Facebook and everything, I posted, you know, like, we have Ryan Steeman calling today. The drummer falling in reverse. If you have questions, uh-huh. send them in. And an overwhelming number of people would be stuff like, why don't you ask him why Ronnie Raggy's a piece of shit or this or that. And I'm just like, that's <laughs> not... that. I don't think you read it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have yeah. Ronnie Radke on the show, and Ryan's yeah. not, not him. So, no, that's can, questions I'm not going to ask because they don't make sense. From now on, every <laughs> guest we have, can we get them on and then just ask questions about people they know? <laughs> right. Be like, but never ask them anything <laughs> about themselves. Right. So, yeah. Ryan, tell us about your childhood best friend. and uh, What's he up to? No. no. But, no, what I'm saying is... Uh, <laughs> I think we have some questions. Uh, the only one I'm going to read is uh, on my Instagram. I said I had you, and someone said, "Ask him why he's such an asshole." Can you go Who, ahead? Me? Give, yeah, I, the guy doesn't know you. Yeah, could you elaborate? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, why are you? Maybe, maybe I had a maybe I had a bad day, but I, I'm I'm, I'm going to guess that, that he's never met you and knows nothing about you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, because he was. We could, we could probably go with that. He was speaking in general as in your entire life. Why are you <laughs> such an like, asshole? This actually goes I back to know, last man. week when we were talking to a friend of yours and ours, Mike from MXPX, who you also known forever. Sure. We were actually talking Absolutely. about internet anonymity and uh, whatever anonymity? I just said. Anyways, um, we were talking yeah. about how the internet makes it so easy for people to be tough and or mean because they don't have any consequences. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, uh, it, it's like a barrier, it's like a brick wall. And, and to be fair, yeah. I would say that you're in a position to probably get more of that than probably anyone we've ever had on this show. Just, I mean, hey, it, it comes, it comes with the territory, right? It does. I mean, if, yes. if everybody, if everybody liked falling in reverse, then I feel like we would be doing something wrong. No, that's or, fair. You know what I mean? Like, you can look at, you can look at any band throughout the history of time, anybody that's been like famous, you can look at like, I don't know, like Marilyn Manson or like Alice Cooper, you can look at, you know, The Who, you can look at anybody, anybody that's like influential on rock and roll, and you know, you're going to have some people that just don't like you, you know, and that's just how, that's just, what, that's the price that it comes with, you know? I, 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 and I think in time, people forget a lot of things, because like to get somewhat serious, sure. it's funny to me because 
You played drums with Fallen well, Reverse. So people... I just want to say one thing real quick. What? The only thing that anybody got from this interview because of the fact that it's it's Ryan, these and Falling Reverse is that they're going to say Ryan from Falling Reverse said that Falling Reverse is the same as The Who. Someone will say that because yeah. they're idiots. <laughs> Wait, say what? Sorry, Justin, the... you're a little muffled. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> they, they'll, say that, uh, they'll say that you basically just said that Falling Reverse is the same as The Who. Someone will get that because it's the internet. <laughs> Good. Let let the let the idiots that want to uh, take what I just said and spin it. I no, really absolutely. Don't give a fuck. No, you should. But. And I was gonna say, I think in time, people do forget a lot of things that, like, for instance, you're in Fallen Reverse right now, so you guys are hated for this reason or that reason. And it's funny to me because I or hate, liked. I mean, like, I mean, well, also well, liked, all, you all guys the bands are, that are on on the Warp Tour and stuff like that. I mean, like, for for people hating us so much, I mean. We, we're, we're selling out shows. We're playing big festivals. So oh, no, you I, guys I are, I don't know. Are I don't know where all the hate's coming from. Then. <laughs> People yeah. on the internet. Yeah. But yes, kids that, on the internet. That's my point is what's funny is, I mean, obviously, no, you and we become very close, and you're awesome. And sure. on top of that, it's funny because, you know, people will say this about you guys or, you know, homophobic this or this rant. And it's funny because I feel like in time people forget things because – I hate Pink Floyd. I'm pretty sure Justin doesn't like Pink Floyd. No, I'm not a huge fan. And I say I don't like Pink Floyd, and people act like it's blasphemous or this classic band. And it's funny <laughs> because I don't know if you guys remember, but when Pink Floyd made The Wall, there's literally uh-huh. a scene where like the guy says, are there any faggots here? Put them against the wall and kill them. Yeah. Like, do people just forget that? Because if a band now did that, people what? would literally oh, yeah. stone them to fucking death. But Pink Floyd yeah, did it in the seventies, and people were like it's art, man. It's cool. It's okay. I mean, it's art, man. <laughs> yeah, like are you talking about like in the movie? Yeah, the wall. Well, yeah, but the movie is a statement about fascism and like okay. how that's horrible. Oh yeah, I think you just I think you did what someone else would literally do to to <laughs> Ryan, which is like just take everything out of context. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm here for. I, mean, I guess you illustrated your point well enough. Fair enough. That's what there you go. When you're not educated on the subject, you shouldn't speak on it. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 12. <laughs> well, that's good that the only thing you remember from it is that part. No, I remember other parts. Uh-huh. I, just, I remember, no, I remember Tommy. I'm thinking of Tommy. Um, <laughs> what? The, the Who? How, how are you thinking of Tommy when you brought up a scene from The Wall? Because what? now I'm thinking of the Who, who has also fallen in reverse. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys? Is, is, no, is there I could any... have said the Beatles or Justin Bieber, and it would have been the same. Oh well, here he goes. <laughs> he, now there is here he goes again with his the, ego as the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, All right. I mean, All right, Ringo. I'm comparing people who um, have who has had some sort of an influential something on somebody. You know, big or small, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, hated, but loved. I, you know, um, my, my singer is, is an easy target though, because he he just he says and does whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's part of his personality. And I and I think there's a lot of people that aren't like that. And that's... you know, he's he's very distinct looking. You know, he's got tattoos all over the place, like on his face, on his head. You know, the whole the whole nine yards. So I mean, like he, to, in my opinion, he is one of the last like, because you know you don't really see like rock stars anymore. You know, you don't see like the fucking. You know, Motley Cruz or Poison, you don't see you don't see that anymore. They're, that's just not a thing. You know what I mean? Well, and I be, really be, believe that he's one of the last, like, rock stars to, like, come out now. To be fair, know? actually, the first day of Warped Tour, I saw that he had a bodyguard, and I thought it was the silliest thing I'd ever seen. And I thought it was really <laughs> stupid. Not, but, to be it's fair... It's not, so much, for, not well, no. so much for him, it's 
for everybody else. Well, no, I was going to say, like, after the second or third day, though, I realized that um, the magnitude of who he is, like, like, he can't can't walk through Warp Tour. It's true. Like, he can't can't do it. And uh, there's a few other bands, but there's not many. But, like, I would hate that, so I'm glad that we never got that popular. But I realized that, like, if he tried to walk through Warp Tour not going through the backstage areas, he would be stuck for five hours. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And you the closest I would compare it to. That's what I mean to. by he's one of the last, like, he's one of the, like, last rock stars, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, like, come out. Because I, I, don't, I don't believe, well, I shouldn't say I don't believe, but I, I don't know if there's any real rock stars that have, like, come out in the last, like, five years that, like, would, if like, you're comparing it you know to like the old school traditional like yeah, debauchery, that's what I'm talking about. I could see that, or like you know Black Veil Brides, that whole movement which you guys just toured with. So last night you went to the Warp Tour pre party. I went to the Warp Tour pre parties, correct? Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. How how did it go? Was there any celebrities there? Honestly, man, I really feel like the biggest band that was there or that showed up was probably Escape the State. Like they all they all rolled in last night and we hung out for like two seconds, but it was just mostly like record label people. It was people that are involved with the Warp Tour. There's a lot of like managers and industry people, like in the backstage of things, and then everything else was going on um, out front. So you had like you had Candy Hearts, and then there's some other bands that I haven't heard of, and it was like uh, this band called As It Is. I've never heard of them until like last night, and then uh, Metro Station played. Oh, I'm sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really they're really nice people, but but did um, they did they shake it? They did shake it. I think they shook it once at least <laughs> on the uh, on the dance floor. So all right, they're all, all right. they're all super cool. Like Ronnie's done some uh, some new stuff with them, so hopefully you know maybe they'll get to play that sometime right. soon. But they they collaborated together on a few things. Right. So, so we'll see how that goes in, this summer. In fall and reverse, I do. I am curious, I guess, because we're friends and we've talked a lot about stuff, but like. How collaborative is it of a band, or is it Ronnie Radke and then the musicians? I mean, answer it however <laughs> delicately or whatever you want to say. I oh mean, no, no, it's 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 fine. I think the best way to describe it is is that like Ronnie pretty much comes up with all the ideas and all the all the songs, and then we are just the icing on the cake. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Like he'll he'll he's like the visionary. Like he's like. Um, like, you know how, like, Nick 13 from, like, Tiger Army, he, like, writes all the songs, and then he's got, like, you know, he's got, like, his band with him. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like that, you know? So, so it's, 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 a cool, it's a cool thing, though, because, like, you know, there's a lot of bands that, you know, get together, and, you know, they might try to spend hours and days and trying to write something, and it might not happen with, like, a group of people, but he's the kind of person that can go, you know, write 20 songs and be like, Hey, this is, this is it, you know? And there's, there's a lot of people that can't do that. And I think people don't understand that it's, you know, it's a lot harder to write a song than anybody thinks it is because if that were the case, then anybody could do it. Right. Do you have like creative control over your parts and stuff at least? Yeah. I mean, like it's, you know, he'll, he'll kind of like send me like a rough, uh, you know, a rough sketch of everything. But then at the end of the day, like, you know, he wants it to be the best it could be and I want it to be the best it could be. So, you know, that's, right. that's where that's where I that's where I come in. Like if we we're recording, I'll be like, oh, maybe I could try this idea. And, you know, he's he's pretty lenient on it. So here's here's my question, which I know Justin and I both find interesting. Is I know that you used to be in the eyeliners. I did a long time ago. 
Yes. Going from the eyeliners like to where you are now is the strangest journey, I think, ever. You know what I mean? Is like, yeah, I mean, how, <laughs> that was like 13 years ago. Yeah. I, I could tell you, though. So, for, yeah, you know, for people who don't drummer. know, the, the eyeliners were an old pop-punk band on Lookout Records along the days of like the Queers, Green Day, Mr. T Experience, yep. Screeching Weasel. Um, Operation Ivy. Yeah, just... Rant. You know, yeah, was I, like, I wasn't gonna say rancid, but you know, just yeah. <laughs> Downfall. It was, it was, it was the, good, the good old days. The Donna's, the you know, all, all those bands, even like, um, oh god, Crimp Shrine. Shelby Tigers were on there. Pretty yeah. Girls Met Graves. You know. Yeah. So those are all those are all lookout bands. But um, I wonder if I no, saw I, you in the Islanders. Me and Justin probably did. Yeah, I'd imagine I saw. Yeah. What's that? I think we probably saw you play with the Islanders at some point. Probably thought you were cute. Yeah. <laughs> I did my very first uh my very first run ever with the eyeliners was in uh in two thousand two. We did we did the warp tour. Okay. And we shared a bus with Floggy Molly and that summer man was like it was insane. There's so many good bands that year playing main stage. It was like Alkaline Trio, Hot Water Music, Real Big Fish, Mighty Mighty Boss Towns, um, MXPX was on that year. You had uh Ozma, Morgan Heritage, Floggy Molly, um I'm losing track of all these bands. I do remember you know, they had, like something a... corporate on it. It's good. Charlotte was on it. You know, that was the year they really just broke out. That's, and, a, uh, that's a strange yeah. list of bands to call good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, we're just cynical. What do you expect? No, I actually love Ozma. I, was Ozma on Warp Tour? I don't remember that. Yeah, they're they're on main stage. I think they really? played really early. But they but for those people that don't know who Ozma is, it was basically Weezer. Like we we if Weezer basically was on steroids and that was awesome i was gonna say um they're on spotify and ozma has an album called rock and roll part three and i always tell people it's the third best weezer record because i really like <laughs> I mean, it they, a lot i mean weezer loved ozma they, they took him out yeah I mean, they, they took him on tour like weezer, yeah. but rivers cuomo yeah, is the type of person i would picture that would take out an opening band that sounds exactly yeah, like his band say, that sounds like the well, most yeah. <laughs> boring <laughs> bullshit move right me. like <laughs> this band sounds just like us it's tight let's just take him out on tour We'll just if, take them out. We yeah, take, yeah. If we take them out, we'll have to play half as long. This is great. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, if, I've what? really had a um, illustrious career, though. It's been like, so I started out with the Eyeliners, and then I played for this band on a militia group uh, called Fairview, and then we turned into this band called Kiev, and Kiev is actually still around, but it's just, it's the, the singer's the only original member, and it sounds like Radiohead, kind of. Ooh. And uh, and then I played for I Am Ghost on Epitaph. I filled in for Vanna on Epitaph. I uh, was going to be in this band that was on Epitaph, but then the kid, like, literally vanished off the face of the earth. It was, really, it was a was really it crazy Oscar? story. What's up? No, no. no uh, there was this, it was this, uh, this, like, solo artist named Matt McGinn, but he, uh, he kind of had this, like, Jack's Mannequin kind of sound. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the way I like to describe myself, because everybody's like, man, like, you played for, like, all these different bands. Like, you played with, like, you filled in for Aiden, you filled in for this band, my favorite highway, who was on like Virgin Records. You've done, I remember that you, band. You played with Jeffrey Star. You played with all these different people, right? And it's like, like what, like what's, what is it, you know? And I'm just, I feel like I'm like the Warp Tour Josh Freeze. If that makes any sense. Well, I was gonna say, Daniel, are you, yeah. are you allowed to talk about what you did yesterday, or is that not allowed to be talked about yet? Um, it's not so much that it can't be talked about. I just hope that it actually happens, and then when it does, I'd really like to tell you. I just think it's it'd fucking really awesome. Sweet. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be really awesome, you know. And and said said uh, 
said band likes to bring in just drummers, and if I have time off from falling in reverse, I, I would do it. You well, know, if it happens, Legendary we'll talk band. about it on here. But yeah. yesterday, Ryan got to meet with one of my favorite bands of all time, and they talked to him about playing drums, and it's a good, really good band. So I hope you get it. Yeah, yeah no, it'd be it'd be sweet. You've you know? got some, I mean, everybody knows uh, that you've got some mighty mighty shoes first. to fill. What's that? You've yeah, got some, big big shoes. Yeah, you know? you've got some big shoes to fill. But hey, if, if the timing's right and it and it doesn't interfere with falling, like I'm, I'll do it. You know. And the band we're so. talking about is some forty one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. But it's it's the kind of band that doesn't really get together too often. But then when they do, like people are nostalgic about it, and it's awesome. I'm so, one of those yeah. people. Good Charlotte. But said <laughs> band is known to have uh, just a rotating drummer chair. So yes, they are actually uh, all the thing. All the things I've said so far, if you just like really think about it, you could probably get it. They're called you hidden in plain view. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're called. They're called uh, Jack's Mannequin. Yes, no, the, and that band is Tool. That, it is actually. Yeah, yeah, the band is called A Perfect Circle. <laughs> it's actually Rollins' band. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just playing. I like how but, many uh, lies no, we make fun. up on I mean, this it's, show. It's really crazy though, because like I, I enjoy um, playing all different kinds of music, you know, and like I, I enjoy playing on my time off and falling in reverse, like you know, and I'm I'm also managing a, a pop punk band right now called Assuming We Survive. You are, and, yeah, uh, and they're pretty yeah, good. And I, and I sent, yeah, and I Ryan, I sent you, um, I sent you a few of their songs. So if you feel like playing any of the songs on your podcast, you know, let I, me know. I can do that. But, I actually like them. I I got the text from you, so um, yes, we. Oh yeah. So, um, what was I? Let me know what you think about it. So, but uh, yeah. So were there were there any um, were there any questions from the uh, the Tumblr Big Snackers we, blog? Do we get any questions? I know we yeah, posted we got one. For... We posted it a lot later than usual. We usually post it days in advance. So, uh-huh. we got a couple though. I got a couple too. So, um, sweet. I don't know. I the thing is, is I don't know anything about falling reverse. So this question makes no sense to me. But I'll just read it. You'll get it. Hey, hopefully. Hey Ryan, uh, where did the idea for playing "Dying" is your latest fashion come from? I'm pretty stoked for it, but it seems weird considering Ronnie is the only member of Falling in Reverse that was on that album. You guys are my brother's favorite band, and I've seen you a bunch of times with him. You're an awesome drummer, and you always have a smile on your face, which is really cool. See you soon, Peter. You do always have a smile <laughs> on your face. That's true. Also, Peter's going uh, to see well, you soon. I don't know if it's necessarily something I could help. It's just like, you know, when, you, when you're playing on stage, you don't really think about what you're, you're doing. You're trying to, at least for me, I'm just trying well, to focus on At least on you just smile, and you don't do the thing like the guy from Anti-Flag where he wags his tongue back and forth the whole time he's playing drums. <laughs> yeah, I just... Dude, I used to have this really bad habit of playing drums, and I'd leave my mouth just open, yeah, like, in, like an O, you know. Well, do you know what I'm talking about, and Pat from Anti Flag? I know Justin knows. He literally sticks his tongue out and just like waggles it back and forth, like ah. Yeah, I know some people who have to like chew gum or chew on a toothpick or something like. So it's, it's kind of crazy, but no. To um to answer that question, so dying is your latest fashion was the name of a record <clears throat> that Escape the Fate put out when uh when Ronnie was in the band. And so, from what what I understand is that those are Ronnie's songs. So, like like he wrote them, composed them, whatever. And so, uh, we're his we're his band. And so, he just wanted to play like a ten year anniversary of those songs. And I feel like there's a lot of bands that are, you know, um, going back to their not their roots, but you know, back to like releases that they put out like years ago, and they're just and people get nostalgic over and be like, oh my god, you know, like oh, that's a very popular thing. See them play right these songs. What's that? That's a really popular thing to do right now. Like every yeah, every band's doing like a ten. Every year. single band is doing it, man. Like 
The if, only... if, 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 if a band that's been around for 10 years right now had a release 10 years ago, then they should go do a, a show that, you know, showcases yeah. off all those songs. So, yeah, but we're doing, we're basically doing two sets on a, on the three ring circus tour. That's about to happen in like a, a week and a half. So it'll, it'll be fun though. I mean, I don't think I've ever played more than like 15 songs, you know, a night, but then like I went and saw Floggy Molly, uh, on St. Patrick's day. Yeah. They're, they're buddies of mine. And, uh, I just looked at their set list and they, they played something like 30 songs. So I was like, okay, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to feel that bad. <laughs> Oh, that's... So if these if these grown ass like old ass dudes can play fucking thirty songs, then I should I should certainly you know hope that in my youth I could still play you know. Oh, I, I don't know well. if I could play thirty songs. That would be hard. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna uh, take some endurance, and I'm I'm actually really excited for the challenge. It'll be sweet. Do you think yeah. it was harder for Fl- Flogging Molly to play thirty songs or for everyone to listen to them play thirty songs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know, man. Well, I, mean, I can answer I, that because everyone was probably really drunk. Yeah, dude. But it eventually, was awesome, though. like St. Patrick's Day, I, man. Uh, how scale? How, so on a scale of one to ten, how drunk were you? I was at probably a seven or an eight. Okay, that's a good. But, but the you, thing that made the night really special, though, was that on stage. I put it on my Instagram, but um, basically the stage setup—they made a bar, like an actual. Oh yeah, you told me. No, you sent me a picture stage. of that. You took a selfie. Of yourself at the bar oh, yeah. and texted it to me. No, what? so they were like, check it out. There were like two booths, right, on stage. So basically, like, after every two songs, people could just come up. And then there was, like, an actual bar with, like, you know, hanging lights. And there was, like, booze. Above, like, there was, like, you know, it looked like a bar. It looked like you walked into a bar. And then, like, Floggy Molly was the, the house bar band. It was just such a cool experience. So they brought all their friends on stage, like, you know, and, and a couple songs in between everything. So, like... Some people would be up there for two or three songs, and then like they'd have to get off stage. So the other people that wanted to come up on stage can do it. And there were like bar stools up there. Like there, it was a real bar. It was insane. This is a genuine question, just because I'm not in touch with Foggy Molly at all at this point. My old band yeah. actually played with them. <clears throat> like, how big are they still? Like, how where did they play? Like, how many people? Uh, they sold they sold out Palladium. Wow. So in, in L.A., so that holds about I think between like. Over five thousand, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Well, so, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So there's that. They they have their own. They have their own cruise that they do every year. Like they go, they go, they start from Florida and go to the Bahamas, and they bring out like punk bands and shit. And it's, it's a really good time. I would like to do so one they, of those band cruises really bad. I just haven't seen one that I like cared enough to pay for yet. But if a band I loved to do, yeah, cruise, I would love to do that. You're telling for me, sure. Yeah. Are you well. saying that the Smash Mouth cruise doesn't interest you? At <laughs> okay, slightly. Yes. <laughs> If they play oh, the- that would just imp- dude. The Smash Mouth cruise would be so dope because then you could get like, you know, you can get like Eve Six on there. You can get like, um, what was that band that was like? Samba da ba da ba da. I'm gonna get. Uh, oh, Harvey uh, Danger. Uh, Harvey <laughs> Danger. Yes. Yeah, throw them on there too. Fuck it. I would watch that. Uh, American Hi-Fi would be on. No, there. they would not be on anything. Hopefully, no, they wouldn't ever. No, they yeah, wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be like Eve Six, Sugar Ray. Fuck it. Everclear. If Eve Six Ever, is on yep, there. Everclear. If Eve Six uh, is maybe, on there. Maybe live? No. Live? I don't no, know. No, no. Or is that too dark? Too Can dark. Silver chair, please? No, stop. Not ever. <laughs> stop. Too dark. Too dark. We need, um, we're forgetting. What about, uh, <sighs> Can, is the entire cruise catered by Guy Fieri? Yes, it absolutely is. By what? <laughs> Guy, Guy Fieri. Oh, whatever. <laughs> what, 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 are you not a fan of Guy Fieri? 
You live in California. Uh, I, I mean, it's fine. It's, you know, sure, it works. Yeah, but if we're, he, if we're just making a theoretical, like, 90s cruise, you know? No, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. I wasn't I wasn't talking about the 90s. I was talking about the fact that him and lead singer Smash Mouth are best friends. They're, and also, if Guy Fieri was on oh. that cruise, he would get kicked off for sexually harassing all of the waitresses. That's okay. Kid Rock would pick him up on the <laughs> Kid Rock would be on the cruise as well, just doing his country pop songs. Fuck, yeah. man. Wait, can oh. Kid Rock and ICP do... And Eminem do a Detroit cruise? A Detroit I, cruise? I, I don't know if that would even like I last. Go. I go. You Spe- know? The special guests D12 and Uncle Cracker. <laughs> and Uncle Cracker for that. <laughs> and Uncle Cracker only plays his single that anyone knows. I'm very, yeah. very excited. And then before you get on the boat, <clears throat> then like, because uh, you already have like a Juggalo band on there, right? Yeah. Like ICP. Yeah. You got to get like twisted to like. Yeah. Greet the people, you know? No, Twisted goes by on a lifeboat and does, like, a special set as, like, they're passing by. <laughs> on a lifeboat? Okay, yeah, yeah Twisted. <laughs> and then, who else is from Detroit? Uh, Dej Loaf. Oh, yeah, what, that's what, fine. What also, and, uh... Fuck, throw, throw Icy Stars on there, fuck it. Are they from right? Detroit? Yeah. Can man. we drown them? What's that? <laughs> Can we drown them? Yeah, sure, fuck it, Because that band sucks. <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, anyone man. listens to our podcast um, likes I see stars, but if you do, like, I don't even know if people outside of your podcast would know who that is. They're a metalcore but. band, but if anyone is listening <clears throat> and knows them, tell them that the Bid Snackers podcast is going to drown them in a cruise. <laughs> so <laughs> let them know. Well, put the word out. And the the very final act of uh, the entire cruise is Kiss goes by on a barge that explodes and kills all of them. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, What are your guys' favorite bands? Oh man! Uh, I just want to know. Like, I just—I mean, we haven't—we haven't like. You and I have yet. talked about this on Warp Tour on some late romantic wine-filled nights, but um. With with, with uh, well, don't forget, like all of our wine-filled nights were with Weston Jake. That's you know? true. Um, let's so. see. I mean, I only like the song "Fade Into You" by Mazzy Star, <laughs> and only on the part in Starship Troopers where it's on. I only listen to Jamiroquai's album "Traveling Without Moving." Right. No, my dude. Favorite- okay. I mean, even though that's funny, Jamiroquai is probably, he's so fucking talented, dude. I've never heard like, a song other than that single. So I couldn't I've, even... al- I've also never heard anyone say anything other than he's really talented, but it's hard to believe when he wears those hats. <laughs> that's true. The... I don't like the hats, but I don't know if I could do the staircase. Like, well, remember that video that he had that, like, a long time ago with, like, the, uh, like the, know, the walking head? Yeah, the colorful you know floor. Yeah, changing. Yeah. Yeah, like the movie, the moving floor and stuff. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Man. Rattling like, off honestly. some of my favorite bands, just because I, I listen to a ton of different stuff, much like you and Justin does. I love the Counting Crows. I love Less Than Jake, the Suicide Machines, the Vandals, um, Weedus. I fucking be, love they, the Suicide Machine. Same. They, that is what got me into punk rock. Like, they were one of the first for me. They might be giant. Sicko, Mr. T Experience, you know, just old pop punk, and then a ton of rap and hip hop which we've talked about on here a million times, so people already know the rap stuff we like. And, I mean, what are your favorite bands? People are probably wondering, especially, I'm sure people are listening to this just wanting you to be a douchebag because you're <laughs> falling in reverse, which is why I wanted to have you on here because you're awesome and a good friend of mine, and you're not, like, what people think you're going to be like. But what are some of your favorite bands? I mean, uh, I grew up listening to, like, well, first and foremost, for me, if it was, if it was like, faster, you know, then it was better, Yeah, you know? All punk stuff, like one foot, like you know. If it was if it was that, I listened to it. It was like the fastest thing ever. So, I grew up listening to like MXPX, 
no effects, su- like Suicide Machine, Pennywise, and then I got and then I got into like some of the Scott stuff, like Less Than Jake and like Boss Tones. Uh, I loved the Real Big Fish growing up too. Um, and yeah, and then I like got into like Nettie's for a Name and Lagwagon. And then I started like going to shows, you know, yeah. and like it, it was back back then. It was just like there, there was actually a community of people that were excited about music, not just because they heard it at like a hot topic or something. Right, you Justin and I love like, Lagwagon. Joey Cape was actually on Big Snackers. I do, and that's not, that's another band I love, and it was so crazy. We were all in uh, New Zealand together. I was I was fucking smashed. But I was upstairs, <laughs> and our uh, bass player comes and grabs me. He's like, hey, man, like, you need to come downstairs. And I was like, why? He's like, oh, you'll want to. And so I came downstairs, and I met Chris Flippin for the first time. And, you know, that dude's fucking like eight feet tall or something. He's the biggest and, man. Yeah, and my, my jaw just dropped. I was like, holy fuck, I love you, man. And then we just hung out all night, and we're just drinking. And the like, guys on Lagwagon are awesome. And it's funny because Joey is the smallest man, and Chris is the biggest man. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But they're still like monster musicians, man. They wrote oh. really good songs. Fuck and, like, yeah. And these are the days where, like, you know, bands didn't really use, like, I don't, I mean, at least in our scene, like, bands didn't use, like, a click track, I don't think. They just kind of, no. like, hey, let's go. You it know? was analog. Oh, that's just, what I loved about punk rock growing up. Yeah. Yeah. What are your? I still think that exists, but I just don't think it exists in the um, the younger community like it did when we were young. If that makes any sense. No, you're no, right. I definitely yeah. agree with that. I mean, and I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I'm not gonna be the grumpy old man, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Nowadays, kids grow up, they go to the studio with a band, and there's a click track, and there's auto tune, and everything is sure, everything yeah. beat replaced, and mm-hmm. that's fine. It sounds good, but there definitely was a magic to going in on analog and having to play the song the way it's played because if you play it wrong, you got to do it again. Sure. Do you guys want to yeah. go? Do you guys want to go on the lawn and yell at teenagers now? Is that? <laughs> Are we the grumpy old men? Yeah, I think so. You little kids, you're auto tune. I feel like check it out. Like with falling in reverse, like I just want like I feel like our fans. They they like they they can gravitate on the lyrics, you know, and I feel like that's that's something that a lot of bands don't really like focus on anymore. Yeah, you know, like there's like there's like an actual story. Like when you hear like Ron, like Robbie's past and everything, I mean, he he kind of had a hard life, and I think people kind of just like give him more shit than they should. You know, like if they actually knew him as like a person and like knew what he's had to go through to get to where he is like now, I think people would have a lot more respect. I will say you that know? you have no idea how much like, shit I've gotten since Warp Tour when Ronnie and I talked. You were there. We talked for about an hour and a half. Because people know I made a shirt making fun of Ronnie. Kind of. It wasn't really mean because it had Soupy on it too from the Wonder Years. But uh, Ronnie, you know, was just kind of like, well, why'd you make that shirt? And uh, Ryan was there and I talked to Ronnie for about an hour and a half. And uh, we related on a lot of things, and, like, he's definitely eccentric, and, like, I don't really understand him completely, nor do I get to talk to him nearly as much as you do. But after that experience, I told people, like, you know, like, I think he is misunderstood in a lot of ways, and it's so funny that people would just be like, no, fuck you, he's the worst person in the entire world, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I get that you don't like him, and he's very controversial and has done some shit, but, like, he's not Hitler, like, it's okay, he's just a dude in a band, (laughs) like, if you don't like him, that's fine. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Right. And I just, yeah, it's, it's just like my history. It's like people that don't know me, they just think I'm just some, like, kid in a fucking, like, emo band. But it's like, we all grew up, like, listening to, like, punk rock music, and that's why we're, that's, like, dude, that's, like, why I want to be, like, in a band. That's why I want to be, like, in a band on Epitaph. You know what I mean? They put out some really kick-ass shit back in the day, you know? Yeah, like, so, uh, but, 
like a any, matchbook romance. <laughs> with any kind of business, though, it's like with uh, in today's market, other than maybe like Fat Records or something. I feel like people are. Uh, hang on one second. Sorry, one of my friends just came over. I feel like in order for like a, a record label to survive nowadays, it's like they have to adapt to change. You know, if they still want to be above, they can't just be these grumpy old men or like, well, I fucking love my Pennywise and no effects and well, all that stuff. You know. My friend Joey was here, um, the drummer of my new band. We were talking on the way over here about just reality. Like, all the people who say, you know, Warp Tour nowadays sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'll agree that obviously the lineup for Warp Tour at this point is not for me. It's not meant for me. I don't care. But all the people right. all the people that are like, it needs to be a punk tour again and this and that. I'm like, I don't think people understand that the climate has very much changed. And if you put Warp Tour now and it was Screech and Weasel and the Vandals and Pennywise and No Effects and Rancid, it wouldn't exist because it wouldn't make money. Like that those bands can sell out big clubs, but mm-hmm. on the level of Warp Tour, yeah. No, not those clubs on their own. It's not long. it's not happening because those bands aren't what they used to be because punk rock isn't what it used to be. Right. And you can think that sucks, and obviously we think like, you know, that kind of sucks because yeah. we grew up listening to it. But you just have to face reality. Like, Kevin Lyman isn't a sellout or an asshole. Kevin Lyman is a very nice, generous person. Who is also a businessman. Who runs a business. Right. That business is Warp Tour. And he puts on bands that will make money. And he also puts on cool bands. There's still punk bands on Warp Tour every year. Like, you can't act like this year. I mean, like, he put Teenage Bottle Rocket. Who would have thought they'd be on Warp right. Tour? But you're also, I mean, like, you're also talking about, like... Nostalgia is the worst thing ever for people because it they is. want things to be the way they always were, and, and they're it not. just isn't. So. And if Pennywise and the Vandals played Warp Tour now, it wouldn't be the Pennywise and Vandals you saw at Warp Tour in two thousand ninety nine, anyways. No, it's you know people get older, things change, and so like that whole idea of Warp Tour needs to be the way it used to be. It's never going to be. It doesn't need to be that way. It is what it is now. Yeah. Just let it be that. Go have your own fucking warp and if you don't, in yeah. your living room with Spotify playlists, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no. What's happening? What was that? Uh, that was my phone uh, getting a text message. Oh. <laughs> we th- I thought maybe you were having a stroke. <laughs> no, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we said, we <laughs> no, said something that overloaded your brain. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, 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 I, I called an Uber because uh, I'm going to uh, an event tonight. So I'm an kidding. event. Oh, well, please elaborate, sir. <laughs> I shouldn't say an event. I should just say a show. I'm going to see uh, the Marmoset every time I die. And you. And who? What's that? Who was the last band? Uh, the used. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, are you going to pull my Carrera and uh, say, don't you know who I am? I'm the king of uh, Salt Lake City punk rock and demand to get in for free. <laughs> Uh, I don't have to go to those great of lengths, but um, if I had to, I'd probably just hop the fence or something. Uh, if you decide to do that, make sure you get in the box office and trash it like he did. <laughs> last, uh, we had Mike on last week, and apparently there was like this rumor around Seattle that Mike trashed some box office because his name wasn't on a guest list, and he said, don't you know who I am? I'm an MXPX, which, as you know, and uh, just to know, we know Mike, that didn't happen also, at all. Also, he... he... Now, I gotta say, I've known Mike for... Um... For probably like 13 or 14 years, I, I don't think he would. Do no, this th- that didn't well, happen. The no greatest chance. part was that somebody said he reportedly said, "I'm I'm the king of Bremerton punk rock," <laughs> which he would never say ever. No, but I like I'd like to think that he did. 
I really I just, hate, yeah. I just hope that it happened. And like he's like fucking with us, but he really is like walking around Bremerton. Like he spent like, like he spent the last thirty years being the nicest dude to do <laughs> one dumb thing so he could be like, Yeah, they're all fucking crazy and like no one believes the person who saw it happen. He was at a box office smashing the windows with a baseball right. bat and a tire iron. Dude, I love Mike so much. I was gonna tell you, uh, this summer when uh when I get off this uh this tour that we're about to do, uh Mike asked me to come up to his studio and record a song on drums. And I'm really stoked about it. So Nice. Well, uh, there's been a lot of talk. Yeah. MXPX is one of my, like, seriously, it was them and Green Day that were, like, just my favorite band ever. Well, that's and two I, solid I tried, bands. I tried so hard to be, like, my Carrera, like, a long time ago. <laughs> you know, right. when I was, like, in high school. And, like, I got, like, the same bass like him. I, like, spiked my hair like it. You know what I mean? Like, that. I looked up to that dude so much. That's yeah. understandable. Well, there's also been talk that you and uh, me and Mike are going to record some songs at some point, so maybe that'll happen. I, I would, I would love to do that. No, well, me too, and so would Mike. So, I guess we got to get to Bremerton, but I'm afraid I kicked out because the king of punk rock uh, <laughs> might not might not let <laughs> us in. I hope you go in the studio with him and like you fuck up a song and he gets so pissed. And <laughs> do you know who that? I am? <laughs> You guys see the? Uh, we were just being funny, but did you guys see the uh, the video that uh, that Mike and I made? Probably like I don't know, uh, six months ago. No. Well, oh, actually, it was on his birthday. Um, do you remember when like Fat Mike basically uh, some fan like came up on stage, had to grab him, and then Fat Mike basically just like kicked him. Kicked him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. Yeah, Mike. Mike and I uh, reenacted that scene. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, I need to look that up. That's funny. <laughs> Do you remember when um, Chris from the Ataris had that freak out at Asbury Lanes because the drummer messed up and he like threw the drums all over the place? I talked to that guy recently about that, and he is the nicest person in the world. Oh, it, maybe. And then Chris has always been nice when I met him, but it still it was too good of an opportunity to pass up because mixtapes played Asbury Lanes the next night, so I did the exact same oh. thing with our drummer, <laughs> and like he messed up a part on purpose, and I got mad and threw drums all over the place and walked off stage. <laughs> The next night, the staff all came up to me and was like, that was the best thing ever. Like, you should have been here last night. And I was just like, it was too yeah, funny no one, not to. Chris has always been nice when no, I met him, too. But No one needs to be throwing drums in anyone. Mm-mm. You know? But Mike, but. Fuck, Mike Herrera will. That's <laughs> King of Bremerton Punk Rock. We're going to run this into the ground so <laughs> no one thinks it's funny at all. It's probably already. Yeah. Uh, what time is it? Don't you have to go catch your Uber soon to your event? Yeah, my fancy Uber is getting here in like nine minutes, so I figured, fuck it, let's just keep talking until all right. the Uber. Oh well, all right then. Let's. Uh, I had another question for you. I got a few actually, but no, I don't have my phone because Lauren took it. Yeah, so piece of shit. Now we have to actually act like we want to talk to Ryan. Oh God, <laughs> what are we gonna say? Um, what is the tour that you're doing? What's the tour coming up? It's called the It's called the Free Ring Circus, and basically. We're taking out a band called Ghost Town. Okay. And then... Uh, is that the band that was on Warped Tour that sounds like Linkin Park? Oh, man. I don't really know. I got to be honest, man. Like, I only watched a handful of bands last summer. Hey, you know? at least you're like, being I'm honest. Just, like, old punk rock guy, but, like, I, there's only a few where I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a conscious effort to watch this band every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I tried so hard to watch Less Than Jake every day. I actually caught a lot of Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um... The Marmoset's really exciting me, though. Marmoset. You watched us a pretty good amount. I watched you a good amount, too. As in, like, you watched me and I watched you, not each other's bands. We just locked eyes. (laughs) 
yeah. during each other's sets in a very romantic way. We've been on less than Jake's bus, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think who else was like. Plague Vendor was really good. We met because you were on Less Than Jake's bus, and Vinny, of course, being Vinny, was like, here's Ryan. He's a mixtapes. He's a guy that made that shirt with Ronnie's face on it last year. And <laughs> you you were like, oh, okay, this is that guy. So he tried to make it really awkward at first, but then you and I, oh, just, man. You and I just became friends, and then it didn't matter. I didn't, I didn't even know what he was talking about until, like, you know, yeah. until later. Yeah, it was just really crazy. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, you know what I, I believe is when, when I meet somebody, I don't I don't judge them off of like what people say. You know, I just have to I have to take everything to face value. You know. Yeah, well, I agree. I meet like I I just want to give you like a like a story like an example. But um, you know, we uh, like I I I met you. I didn't I didn't know who you were, but I also didn't know anything about you. You know what I mean? Oh, same. And then, yeah, and then and then we just became friends. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was literally it. But there's lots of people I've met in my life where I'm like, someone's been like, man, that guy's like a real dick or he's an asshole. And then I meet him and it's like, oh, that's, that's not No, it was pretty much is. just or, that, that easy. You and I became friends. And then literally like two days later, we were texting each other like, meet me here at Warped Tour. And then we'd go walk around. Yeah. And, and then we, we, and then we like, and then even in the same summer, you know, we got like, we got pretty, I don't know, we got, we got pretty close. We got, we got to hang out and. I think you and I pretty much hung out every night, but like some we of the did. best memories I had, and you and I went on stage together, like yes. with Lesson Jake. We got squirt gun bottles. We did. We, Ryan and I got to do the Lesson Jake, you know, Pez guy, and shoot the toilet paper and the water guns, and those were some of the most fun memories. That oh, we would yeah. we would hold hands and watch Attila. I want to I want to get you in so much trouble. No, you're not. I know. I'm about that life. <laughs> you are about that life. Oh, man. You're a bad yeah, motherfucker, yeah. not a fucking role model. Yeah, and then and then like I got to watch. I'm trying to think of all the bands I really like this summer. Like I like the Word Alive. Like they're all like really good musicians, and their drummers insane. So I really like a band if their drummer's really good, and if just the band's good in general. You know. But yeah, I pretty much was the same as you. I watched Less Than Jake every day. I watched Teenage Bottle Rocket when I could. I watched Bowling for Soup, and I don't care how much shit people want to give me for it, because I know people listening are already thinking, why the fuck did you watch Bowling for Soup? And I watched them because I wanted to. Now, granted... Dude, right? What? Really great. What? What? Bowling for Soup could be on that Smash Mouth cruise. They could. That's actually... Oh, yes. That's very true, actually. And here's the thing about Bowling for Soup, though, that... Well, technically, then, so could Less Than Jake, because they opened for Bon Jovi as well. <laughs> That's also true. Less Than Jake did open for Bon Jovi on a tour. <laughs> I remember that. Every time your phone I th- goes off, I think you're having a stroke. Yeah, or a seizure. Or yeah, like... that, was my, that was my Uber telling me it's here, but I'm just ignoring it. Good. Well, let's. I guess we should wrap this up, right? I mean, you're going to call back and come in again, right? This fucking punk rock... Dickhead. Yeah, I, you know, I'd love to be on the show when we have like when we have real time to actually talk about. Everything. No, we will because I think we have a lot more things to cover that people actually have asked me and wanted to know about you because you're in such a polarizing band. So we'll cover more of it. Um, we'll have you on again, but I appreciate I you calling it. in, and I hope you enjoy that show tonight. And uh, oh, it'll be, it'll I hope. Be awesome, Brian. Thanks again for having me on, man. Uh, you know. If, if you guys are all listening, uh, it's just at Ryan Seaman on all my social networks. Yeah, so. we'll link you on there. You already have 153,000 fucking followers. Why don't you tweet my name out there for some people? Yeah. 
Oh, well, actually, Ryan, it's 163. But hey, you're <laughs> oh, well, excuse oh, me. Oh, the shit. The king of Kim. You better, you, better go out, you better go out there and trash that Uber so they know who you are. If, I, if, I, if, if the number of followers meant anything, like, in just life, I would be the richest person in the world. No, because I'm sure Ronnie has more than you. Oh, you're, well, okay. Can't help. And but, also, like one hundred sixty-three thousand dollars isn't really that. Much. Well, maybe he gets ten dollars per per person. Uh, even oh, then, that's man. not that much. All right. Well, you have a good night at the show. Enjoy it. Thanks for calling right. in. We'll, we'll do this again. And, yes. Uh, yeah, this was fun. We will. Right. Text me yeah. later when you're a little drunk, and we'll uh, we'll sext. Oh yeah, just just like last night, right? Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> have a good night. Yeah. See you, brother. Bye. All right. That was weird because we had the guest at first. I'm not used to that. I was caught yeah. off guard. Yeah, a little bit. But, um, Mister One Hundred Sixty Three Thousand Followers telling us to give his Twitter name out. All anybody got from that entire interview was that uh, was he thinks that uh, Falling Reverse is as important as the Who, mm-hmm. and he also has never watched another band at Warped Tour. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you blame that him? Guy, that guy who called it, who said, "Why is he such an asshole?" He's just going to put those two things <laughs> <Right>. confirmed. <laughs> Big check mark next to that one. Really, him and I did hang out almost every day and really didn't watch bands. We just watched Less Than Jake. Well, I don't. That was about it. I mean, makes we would sense just to go me. find mischief and take other bands' food. Well, that's not very nice. I mean, they work for that food. No, they don't. They You're don't. right. I mean, I don't care about them. No, <laughs> no fuck them. Fuck most of them. But uh, all right. So um, now that we have the interview out of the way, it's weird, but uh, we can get back to talking about things yeah, um, now, on my story. Now that we only have 20 minutes left. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, maybe we can try to fit another one in sometime this week or this weekend or something, or we'll do something. I don't know. But what? So let's go back to the the Josh story. So Josh, our friend. This called. is funny because no one's gonna care about this because it's literally just a good friend of ours and has no people to... care about it because it's a good story. Okay, like it's actually this is a story that it doesn't matter if you know the person. Yeah, but Josh is a friend of ours who calls himself Split It Sideways. Don't know what the fuck that means. No. Still, fifteen years later, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. So Josh, um, Ooh, he a... calls me the other mm, night. There's a little thunderstorm going on outside. Yeah, yes. Mm. Also, hey, Joey. Uh, our friend Joey's here. He plays drums in my new band. I finally got a new band together after <clears throat> mixtapes, like a serious band. Yeah. So, don't jinx it. We've only had two. <laughs> I'm not going to jinx it, but I'm really excited. The music is sounding really, really good, and I'm excited to be doing a serious band okay, where I'm playing guitar sucking again. sucking your own dick. Get to what you're going to say to him. <laughs> Joey, why is your Instagram name, All Right Billy, I Need Some Donuts? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's based off of one of his uh, prank calls. Well, follow our friend Joey on Instagram. All right, Billy, I need some donuts. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I already gave out Sarah Messer's name last week, which you, if you didn't get it last week, uh, my friend Sarah Messer would yeah, like some, some ice cream. Ice cream yeah. So look up uh, on my friends list, Sarah Messer. Yeah, if you Sarah, want. M-E-S-S-E-R. And uh, add her as a friend and stalker. Which Instagram, she's also just Sarah Messer. After last week, she actually sent me multiple pictures of guys that did message her. So Was it all? Keep, were they all? Keep picture, on doing it. She, she get a bunch of pictures of them just sticking their dick in ice cream. Because <laughs> I guarantee, like, I wish once in mixtapes we were recording, and it was my birthday, and we were recording you on the worst nights, and I just gave my Ooh. phone number on Twitter, and I just said send nudes. I got some weird shit. That's a that's a really great and very boring story. <laughs> no, it's not because I got a lot of guys' dicks. Okay, 
a few girls sent naked pictures, and then a lot of people who thought they were comedians, but way too many, sent me a picture of the cat, a cat, and said, here's my pussy. That's not funny. Well, I mean, yeah, not really. I mean, it's just, you can do better. Yeah. It's not that I care if I see you naked, like, it was kind of a goofy thing, but challenge yourself. Give me something clever. Like, show me a picture of, like, a brontosaurus, and tell me what you'd do to it if it still existed. Are you talking, (laughs) are you talking specifically to me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes because i was barely paying attention and then you were like staring at me <laughs> like i was the one who... <laughs> so, anyways no this story does not matter if you know the person josh calls me around 1 a.m i'm driving home mm-hmm. um okay why were you out so late Young i was man. at a meeting uh-huh yeah what kind of meeting an aa meeting oh yeah yeah what's that <laughs> um i didn't know you were that in a car meeting ass and anal yeah, you just daddy fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't not, start. I'm not, Don't start. Never mind. These I, people... I shouldn't have ever said it. I know. No, and you tell people now. I'm not. No, tell... you tell no, people just now. Tell people the story. No, we'll you have fr- that... okay. We don't have that much time. We'll no, talk about it next week. No, we're gonna talk about it after the story, real quick. The story's short. Oh, so... I thought we were gonna talk about the um, the text messages. We can also do that. We got time. We'll make it work. But um... oh, we got time for something. Okay, we're not 69ing. Justin has been texting me for the last six days, and I'll just get a text like at 11 a.m. that says 69. You don't have any proof that this and is going to happen. Yeah, I have the text messages, so I that's can... easy to falsify. No, it's not at all. I don't actually. even. I don't have. I don't have my phone to corroborate the. But I have your name saved under your phone number, texting me saying I'm going to 69. Yeah, but you. I, I can like get a program to make that happen. Like you can make that. You know what I mean? But you can that make would, fake text no, say whatever no, you want. No, you texted me and said you were going to 69 me. And then you said I'm going to 69 and I said who? And you said anyone who gets in my fucking way including you. Okay, maybe I did, maybe <laughs> I didn't, but there's no way to did. prove it right now. And there's not a maybe. I don't think that I don't think first of all I don't think that's going to be admissible in court. I'm not taking you to court. I just, you will be. <laughs> okay, first why am I taking you to court? Okay, so this story Okay, so Josh, Josh, calls, Josh calls me around 1 a.m. I'm, uh-huh. I'm on my way home. And he's like, Ryan, I love you, man. I'm like, I love you too, Josh. What's up? And, uh, you know, he's a good friend of ours. Justin and I have known him for 13, 14 years. Longer than that. Longer, he's like one of our best that. friends. But, you know, like your best friend who lives out of state. So you talk like once or twice a month. But it doesn't matter. Once you're together, like, it's like no time's passed. Still one of your best friends in the world. Like, I love Josh. I'd do anything for him. So he calls me. He's like, listen, I know I'm drunk right now, but I love you, brother. He's like, I want to see you. And I was like, well, I bet you won't come see me tomorrow. He was like, I bet you I will. And he lives in Columbus, which is only about an hour and a half drive. Yeah, it's not much. So I was like, I bet you won't. He was like, I'll come right now. And I was like, well, you're drunk. You shouldn't probably shouldn't do that. And he was like, no, I'm coming. And I'm like, no, just come tomorrow. And he was like, text me your address. And I was like, all right. So then 10 minutes later, he texts me a picture of a suitcase completely packed (laughs) and said, listen, I want to come see you right now. But he's like, how do I avoid the cops? He was drunk. Yeah. And I was like, you don't. You just don't leave. Just come tomorrow. But if a cop does pull you over, you shank him in the fucking midsection. Right. Which he got because he was listening to Thug for Life by Blaze, your dead homie at the time. <laughs> so it's then, good to see he hasn't uh, his musical taste haven't changed. It's a great song. No, it is. But I just fair. think. Um, so... He's instead about 15 minutes later, he said, I'm about to pass out. I'm sorry I didn't come, but I sent you chocolates. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? So Joe and I are at band practice today and UPS shows up 
He sent me chocolate. That's nice of him. He literally sent me a box wrapped in like golden foil, yeah. like that you would get like for Valentine's Day of really fancy chocolates. <laughs> when he That's was drunk, totally fine. So I hope that Josh drinks more because apparently he's just going to send me chocolates. Yeah, why? Who could argue with that? I didn't have one yet, but Joey did. Were they good? They were damn good. Yeah, apparently great chocolates. So I'll have them tonight. Hmm. I'll have a lot of things tonight. <laughs> Um, so like what? Moving on leftover just, pizza. Yeah, just name some things. Uh, ice cream. Okay. Okay. I don't know what my dog's barking at. It's probably Lauren. Probably her being a fucking idiot. Yeah. She's um, not a very smart person. <laughs> She's also racist. Oh god. Um. Yeah. Man, we have so much to talk about, but not since time. When do you have to be done by? Well, preferably, like, I mean, if we ended now, it'd be good, but I can go for another 13 minutes. Okay, let's, um, well, I want to talk to you, because I feel like a lot of people are going to be split with this, but, um, I don't know if anybody, well, some people, I'm sure, have the game Firewatch. Does Mm. it have a release date? Because I went to the webpage, and it just said first quarter 2015, but that's pretty much up. I thought it was just in the Steam early release. Thing. It's not even in Steam yet. No, I I wanted to download the like the alpha the other night, and I was ready to, but it's not even on there. Oh, I don't know. And I went to their website and it said quarter one twenty fifteen, and that's past because it's April. Yeah, I don't know when so, it's coming out. But um, for people that don't know, they're into games. Firewatch is a game that I think people would be stoked about, or think it looks really dumb. And I'm extremely excited about it. You can definitely tell it was very influenced by Gone Home. And somebody that worked on Gone Home was one of the people that worked on it. It wasn't our friend, Steven, who's been on before. But um, it's somebody from Gone Home, somebody from Borderlands, I want to say. It's four people from, like, four great games came together to make it. I don't know the games, but you can look it up. And that already intrigued me. But basically, I think it takes place in Oregon. Is it Oregon? Yeah. Well, it's a Pacific Northwest. It takes place somewhere up there, and you are literally a guy who sits in a tower all day in the woods and watches for fires to start because it's like a barren, really dry area. Yeah, you're a park ranger. You're a park ranger, and the only not just some guy (laughs) but you're a park ranger, and the only contact you have at all is through your radio with the girl who's your boss. Who apparently like that gets really detailed, and there's a whole subplot there, and you can choose what you're gonna say to her. And there's something else obviously happening in the woods. I don't think it's supposed to be like supernatural or anything crazy, no. but yeah, I mean, it's I like gone home. They definitely yeah. have hinted that there's more going on in the woods than just you watching out for oh. fires that'll yeah. unveil itself. There is a lot going on in the woods. Oh, no, okay, listen, that's not what we're talking about. Just saying there's guys in towers that shouldn't be there watching for fires. I think we're on a different page right now, but I never mind. Anyways, what kind of stuff can you say to her? I don't know. I haven't played it yet. No. It's not out yet. So I'm saying, can you type your own message? No, or? no, it's not an old Leisure Suit Larry game. Okay, oh, just, so look, um, these are questions people want to know. No, they're not. Yeah. only you. <laughs> only you want to know these are, questions. Are there any hot tubs? No, there's not any hot tubs. Is there a part where you go into a convenience store and there's a very racist caricature of an Indian man who works there? And you have to get a porno magazine from them? Is like that a Leisure, Leisure Suit Yeah, that's in Leisure Suit okay. okay, all right. Fair enough. So anyways, um, no, I'm You didn't ex- answer, but I so no, assume that yes, All jokes is. aside, are you excited or do you think it looks dumb? No, I think it looks great. I think yeah. it looks really fun. I watched a, a 
trailer for it. I did last night too, and I think it looks really cool because, but I think it's going to be a lot like Gone Home and be polarizing because, you know, some people like you and I and a lot of other people love Gone Home, but I know a lot of people that detested it. Yeah, because there were no aliens with machine guns. That really is it though. Like, it really does come down to what people consider video game. Like, I saw a lot of people literally say Gone Home doesn't count as a video game, which is A, really stupid, and that makes no sense. Then what is it? Exactly. Because people's whole thing, they were like, there's no bad guys and no weapons. And I'm like, yeah, and it's really awesome. It's fun. Like, get Call of Duty out of your head for a few minutes. Yeah. And it's fine. not like you and I are anti-mainstream games or violence or anything. Like, I literally play Grand Theft Auto Five online every night with our friend Doug. It's a blast. I love it. Yeah. But, like, open your mind a little bit. Like, to not like, yeah, to actually... Bro. No, but to be bro, serious. Just open your mind, you know? No, but I'm being serious. Like, I think it really is a problem. We've talked about it. Like, video gamers are so complacent with the same fucking bullshit games over and over and over. And I'll give Grand Theft Auto an excuse because Grand Theft Auto has actually gotten better every installment and done something to up the ante. You know what I mean? Like, say, for instance, I really like Far Cry 4, but it's essentially Far Cry 3 with a new island. Well, you could make that argument with Grand Theft Auto. I don't know, though, but... From four to five, I see so much bigger differences. Like, I know you didn't like the plot that much. I mean, the graphics are better. Way better. What else? I mean, there's not The world's a lot bigger, I feel like, and a lot more open to explore. Right, but even then, I don't think that it warrants saying that, like, it's some grand game-changing thing. It's not. It's not changing games as we know it. I mean, that would go back to, like, Grand Theft Auto 3. Right. If anything... Oh, this is actually an interesting conversation, which actually listeners... For next week, whenever we do the next episode, if we do one before Monday, or if we do one this weekend, whatever, please actually write in, because I had this conversation with my friend the other day, and it's interesting to me. If you had to pick two games that basically defined where we're at now in video games and changed the entire landscape, yeah, I said Grand Theft Auto 3 and Super Mario 64. That's my opinion. I think those two games laid the template for where we're at now. Um, but it's obviously an opinion. There's not a right or wrong answer. Well, it's just more what you think. I just don't. I don't think that any one franchise or anything made things go to where they are. Like, no, if I you're agree. talking about like third person action games, then sure, Grand Theft Auto and three and Super Mario. Well, Grand Theft Auto three, I also think just for the sandbox idea, because at that time when it came out, the scope of it was just so crazy. Like you know. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was. It definitely changed that, but that's not. You had the feeling. Granted, if you go back and play Grand Theft Auto Three now, it's a lot more limited than you realized. I mean, but when the, it came out, it really was like you know that feeling of like I can go anywhere and do anything. Right, but it's also a thing where it did and it didn't because it, for console games, sure. Well, yeah, but not really PC. You know what I mean? But like, even on PC at the time of GTA Three, what was out that was that open world and that free? Well, you had like you had tons of RPGs and stuff that had well, yeah, RPGs, and you know, like it it put it into like more of a like three D space, I guess. But like, I mean, I still yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three was a huge change in things, right? And now, and I mean, obviously, li- we take for granted the idea of like I can run anywhere, I can take this car, I can take this helicopter, I can right. go into this building, I can shoot that person, I can get a tank. But back in the day, you know, on PS1 and GTA 3, like, that oh, yeah, was something no. yeah. brand new where it was like, holy shit. Right. Like, if the police keep coming after me, they send tanks, and I can get him one. And then, like, you know what I mean? At the time, there was just nothing like yeah, it at all. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I just think that, like, I don't give it as much 
credit as everybody. Because, but to be it, fair, it did, it did change things to an extent. And yes, it was a big, but it it changed things more in the idea that it legitimized video games as like a thing, like a thing that everybody for adults. Liked. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't kids. just. It wasn't just. Oh, well, that's a dumb thing that nerds and and kids. I was like. gonna say because I will say up until Grand Theft Auto Three and like Resident Evil and games like that, adults in general and like media didn't take video games seriously if it wasn't for kids. Yeah. And I will say, and I feel like you're going to agree with me on this, at least to a degree, I think another game that did the same thing, but not only expanded on an open world idea of you can do whatever you want in any order you want, go wherever you want, but also pulled on your heartstrings and told a story unlike GTA 3 was Red Dead Redemption. I don't think it gets what it deserves. Yeah, I think that as a as a storytelling game, that changed things. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption immensely. was a game that came out. The only game that I think, I think it took a good almost ten years because really after Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, the only game that hit that hard with me of a story was The Last of Us, and that was you know ten years later. Well, In between, then I can't. Well, like, when did Red Dead Redemption come out? Two thousand nine. Was it really that recent? Or two thousand ten, even maybe. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realize it. I thought it was older than it that. It had to have been two thousand nine because I, yeah, I you're right. I wouldn't it be ten years in... old, but I mean, okay, so like six years old. Yeah, but yeah, like Red Dead Redemption. You know, like the ending, like was fucking sad. Like you got bumped. You know what I mean? Like right. and it was like you were so invested in these characters because in Grand Theft Auto three, it opened up a world that never happened before. But the characters, you didn't give a shit about. Well, I don't give a shit about any character in any Grand Theft Auto game because no. I think that. Like as much as they're like a, they're cool games and like they have neat stories or whatever to an extent, they have about half a game's worth of good story and then they forget what they're doing because they they want to do so many other things. I don't disagree. The character I think that I connected to the most of any Grand Theft Auto that I cared about the most was CJ from San Andreas. Yeah, and that I was because the, the story, story in that game was better. But even then, they tried too hard to like. The problem is, is like they won't go either forward with like a serious story, or try and keep it light. Like they try their best to like walk a line in between those, and it just doesn't work because the characters. You can't go from like uh, a mission where they're paying like homage to like Terminator Two, like when right. they, you know <laughs> what I mean, to all of a sudden like you're supposed to give a shit that like. Michael left his life behind after the bank robbery and they're in a small right. town sh- having a shootout with each other. Because Trevor and Michael as characters, they don't really... No. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I'll agree with what, that. Who gives a fuck if two scumbags cro- double-cross each other? Like, I understand they're trying to go after, like, the whole well, Franklin idea of, was like, obviously the best character in the game. No, he was, for sure. And he was the most like CJ. He was the one that... It's almost like the whole Forrest Gump thing, where if you talk to people, you know, the movie's not necessarily really about Forrest Gump. It's about Lieutenant Dan, because he's the one that changes, and his story really kind of evolves. Yeah. Forrest Gump doesn't change the entire movie. No, he's just an idiot the whole time. And really, the story of Forrest Gump is kind of about Lieutenant Dan, though. You know what I mean? It like is. He's the one that transforms. And if you, in Grand Theft Auto Five. I know we're getting real deep and like about Grand Theft Auto Five, but I think it's kind of interesting to me. Like also, Franklin really does, you know, make changes over the course of the game and becomes a better, smarter, aware person. And you know, Trevor and Michael don't. No, because they're just. It's kind of about. I think GTA Five, much like Lieutenant Dan, like GTA Five is really about Franklin. I would agree with that. You even start with Franklin. Yeah. And you kind of role with Franklin and at the end as Franklin you have to decide what to do yeah so it's really about Franklin yeah it is with the supporting cast and I think honestly if they focus more on Franklin and his friends and his family it could have been a better story game yeah 
No, I agree. Or that's me. I, I because people will definitely disagree. They had one. They they wanted that whole three character thing for a long time. Like if you think about Grand Theft Auto Four, has that, and then the stories, the episodes from Liberty City, or whatever. which were better than the game. I were, thought. were better, yeah. But like the Ballad of Gay Tony's is like the best thing that they've ever done, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, story was well, Grand Theft Auto Four. The problem with it was, yeah, the graphics were awesome, but the cars controlled horribly, and Nico is the least interesting character ever. Yeah, he is. He makes Michael look like the most interesting character in the world. But this is also. Nico's a victim of them attempting to make the city into a character as opposed to having it. Agreed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, their whole idea was, like, they were taking from, like, movies where, like, the character comes to a place that's unfamiliar and doesn't necessarily rise through the ranks because the city is, like, against them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, their entire environment. I agree with that. But it's also stupid because they don't do a very good job of it. Right. And I'll admit we're being nitpicky because Rockstar North still is making better games than 98% of any game studio out there. Right. I mean, their games are incredible. But this is my thing is, like, I don't think that they should necessarily hire a writer because you've seen how that works out for Call of Duty where they keep saying, like, oh, we we hired this award-winning, like, whatever. Yeah, we got the guy who wrote Traffic. Because that is the most boring fucking piece of shit. Traffic is bad. Yeah. Well, I was going to say... But, like, they don't need to do that, but they definitely need to, like, focus more, like, on a character and, like, their journey. Like, you can add all the extra shit in you want to, but don't make it mandatory to do because it takes away from the realism that they're trying to present. Agreed. Like, whereas, like, the reason why Saints Row works is because they never intended for it to be realistic. They intended for it to be, you're a guy and now you're the top of this thing. And now you're that guy, but you want to be the top of this. And then you're the president of the United States. Who I was going to say, up like, until Grand Theft Auto V, which is my favorite, up, up until Grand Theft Auto V, Saints Row 3 was better than any Grand Theft Auto game to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Some people I, probably absolutely. still say it's better than five. I don't know. Like To me, I agree with you. I think the, the you... plot of five is somewhat thin to a degree. But at the same time, like I'm playing it every night still online, doing the heist with our friends. And honestly, I feel like I'm like 15. Like literally, like Doug will text me when he gets off work. Like four of our friends, like me, Kevin, and Doug, and Josh meet up, and like it's like I'm a kid again. Like I get the same feeling I did playing like Counter Strike when I was like 16. Like GTA 5 and the heist. Like when you're playing with your friends online yeah. and doing the heist is so fucking fun. Like so to me, that alone makes like the story not as big of a deal as like the online. They did it right. Like. Finally, it took a while. When the line first came out, it was kind of weak. But like with the new heists and everything, like we'll literally have a point where it's like we have to rob a truck. So me and Doug are on a motorcycle together. Kevin's down on a mountain or something, you know, with like a sniper rifle. Yeah. And like setting it up, and it's just awesome. Like it's so much fun. Which is, I mean, that's great, but that's for multiplayer. You it know is, I mean? and yeah, and that, and I was gonna say, I've even seen some people say like, I want an expansion. Or the story just focuses on Trevor. It's like, why? No one wants to. I one. don't know. No, I mean, Trevor's fine he's as a character, he's but funny. he's one-dimensional. Trevor is the character that is the real-life version of how you played all the previous Grand Theft Auto. Right, yeah. Where you just killed everybody and like shot rockets and everything. Yeah. What I want out of Grand Theft Auto 6 is basically, I don't need the graphics to really be that much better. The graphics of 5 are insane. Like the PC, I'm sure you watch the trailer, the graphics are unreal. Yeah, I just no. want a really, really thick, good story, and the world doesn't need to be bigger. It's like you and I have said on this podcast. I just want to be able to go into almost every building, and I want a great story. Well, yeah, absolutely. To me, that that's next the... generation. That's what I expect. I don't need the graphics to be... You can't make them that much better. 
I mean, you probably can't. I mean, is there even a necessity for it? That's the thing I always wonder. It's like you and I have said, like, from Atari, like, Pong to Grand Theft Auto V on PS4, I don't think you can double that. Like, you know what I mean? From the graphics right. from back then to now. Yeah, you can't. No. I don't think you can double that. I don't think the graphics can get that much better. Yeah, even, I don't think so. I don't care about Call of Duty, but even Advanced Warfare, like, if you have it on a 1080... It's not that it's, much the, better than Ghosts was, well, like... But the graphics are good. Well, Ghosts look great, too, though. Like, the graphics are very... That's what I mean, is you're not getting They're really much. good. Like, you can't get too much better, I don't think. But, who knows? But no, my, but, like, the problem is, is, like, when they start focusing on graphics and stuff, Everything else suffers. Like, look yeah. at the Order eighteen eighty six. Like, yeah, the, it's the Order best looking game ever. And the it's Order not a game. might be the best looking game of all time. Right, and it's not a game. What sucks is it's not fun. No, <laughs> it's, it's literally not a video game. Like, no, I mean, it's a demo. It's cutscenes for three yeah. hours There's and a game for three hours events and stuff like that. But and I don't know. I'm also real quick excited about Until Dawn. I don't know why, but I think that game looks badass. I don't know if I know if what they that do is. it right. Well, I can give a very quick summary. It's a game where I explain this right now. I think you're going to agree with me. They're either going to fuck it up, or if they do it right, it'll be really fun. But it's like a slasher game, and you're, there's like eight teenagers, and you're in a cabin. And they've been making it for like two or three years. It's supposed to be very, very detailed, like Mass Effect-like, to the point of you make decisions. But you control all eight of the characters throughout the game, and you make decisions for all of them. And literally, there's eight different endings that are completely different. Uh-huh. Where all eight can die and the game's over. Or you can save all eight. Or seven, six, five, four, three, two. So so it's so it's Night Trap? <laughs> no one got that that's listening. Yeah, I no. did. Yeah. I don't even know if Joey got that. Nobody, um, nobody's listening to this was even alive when that Night game Trap is a game that came out for Sega CD. That was a it's full literally motion exactly video, what Ryan just described. Except terrible and unplayable. Um, at my work right now, we do have a Sega CD for sale. Um, anyway, oh, that's good. No, the worst system maybe ever besides a Jaguar or a Virtual will, Boy. I will play Sewer Shark. <laughs> that was the best game for <laughs> it. was. But um, we have so much more to talk about, so we'll just... Next episode, we still have, we still have Vladimir Fitzpatrick. We already talked about that last week. Not much, though. Well, we oh, no, yeah, you're right. We you're have right. more to talk about. Um, Patrick T. Stinnett, we haven't gone to at all this no, week. And that That's a half-an-hour story. And we have more video games, movies, and music, and a lot of guests coming up. Um, I actually did talk to Charles Hamilton. Okay. And he said he's interested to be on the podcast. He's going to see if he has time. I guess he's re-signed to a major label now. And that new song that we played last week is basically them unveiling the fact that he has a big album coming out on a major label with, I guess, a bunch of big guests and stuff. It's it been like on, a secret. Yeah, it was on the soundtrack of that Empire show. But so. I love that song. I don't know if you listen to it. It is really it's good. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And, like, he's back, I think. Like, he's on top of his game. Did you watch the live performance? It's crazy. Like, he's playing piano and rapping, and it sounds just as good. That's, like, yeah. I don't know where he learned to play piano when he was gone <laughs> and punched a cop and went to jail. Right. But that, in jail. That song's great. Um, but I was going to say... I guess we'll be back Monday, or if you're free this weekend, we can try to get another episode just because we have tons of stuff to talk about. I have like uh, a notebook and my phone full of like 10 other things I meant to talk about today. I'll, I'll let you know. I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet. All right. Well, we'll try to get one in this weekend and then also Monday, and we'll keep it on Twitter, so we'll let you know. And we have a lot of questions we didn't get to answer, so we'll get to those too. Yeah. And uh, keep sending in questions. We appreciate it because we like talking to all of you. And uh, thanks for making this the best part of my week. Is that really lame? I don't guess. I mean, whatever you feel like. I don't know. I just like doing this podcast. It makes me happy. That's good. 
We get to talk about things. We get to share a friendship with people all over the world that listen and they send us questions and we like to answer them. And sometimes we like to touch each other. Okay. Anyway. What are you doing tonight, big boy? <laughs> Don't take the bath. No, I wasn't going to take a bath. Take is a Lauren bath. taking a bath right now? Well, what is going on right now? The Lauren, I think, might be taking a bath upstairs. Um, what the fuck is that? What is she doing? No, she probably went to the bathroom. What would you do if all of a sudden, like, literally, like a tidal wave came down your stairs? It like, wouldn't what? surprise me in any way. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we'll try to get an episode this weekend. Just let me know what's up with you. Yeah. And we'll announce it on Twitter. Okay. Follow us on Twitter. Put our names on the blog. And, uh,. We'll talk to you guys soon. Do you have a song? Yeah. What is it? It's um, it's called uh, "Am I Making It Up" by Allison Weiss, who's okay. um, I don't know. She's just this my she's former singer, label mate. It's oh yeah, that's right. She's she was, yeah, she was no She's sleep. a very nice girl. Yeah. Um, but she has a album that she brought out called "Say What You Mean," which I guess she crowdfunded or whatever for Kickstarter. I was gonna and say. So, uh, to throw in real quick, I know we're in a hurry, but kind of on a serious note, Allison and her whole band over the winter were in an almost fatal van wreck. Yeah. And uh, got fucked up, and their van did. And I don't know if they're still taking donations, but they were for a new van. So if they are, you should check that out because yeah. they could use it. Um, I don't know if they saw her. They might have gotten it. but I mean, if not, just buy her album. Yeah, buy her album, support her, because they literally were in a wreck where like they came very close to everyone could have gotten fatally injured, and right. luckily everyone's okay. So, um, but this song uh, gets stuck in my head a lot, so I just figured I'd make it get stuck in everybody else's head. So, enjoy. Like Johnny Mnemonic? Exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like uh, uh, There's a fucking reference that no one's going to get. That Joey had to at least get that. You got that one? Yep. Okay, all okay. right. I knew Joey get Good. Johnny Mnemonic. That was an old Keanu Reeves movie that no one should look up. Oh, you should. <laughs> no, you should. There's a guy with a laser whip in it. That's fine. It is the worst movie other than Time Cop. Like Jesus. <laughs> That's, That's true. Dolph does well. look like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. All right, see you guys next week. We'll love you. Thank you. And we're making it up. <laughs>